We're recording? Yes. We are? <laughs> what are you doing? Making a, making a Daffy Duck impression. In honor of your cat, Ducky. And your other cat, Daffy? There you go. Oh, look at that. Look at me. Are you look just now catching on to that? No, I, I knew. I was <laughs> no, just, sure, yeah. I just, you know, BSing about why I'm making that noise. Yeah, whatever. I make weird noises when I'm not really doing anything. Well, now we know. Yeah, you just kind of, you know how it goes. You know how it is. Do it. I think so. Pretty sure. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to this week's episode of Carpe Noctum. Ba-da-da-da-da. Shut up. Let's begin with You're an oldie. You're loving it. Let's begin with an oldie but a goodie. What are you drinking, Dylan? Uh, you should tell me. Because <laughs> you poured it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's, it's delicious. Odell Brewing Company out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, I've been there. Yeah. Um, it, that one is their, I think it's their fruited sour. It's good. And then this one is their fresh grind ale. Ooh. Oh yeah. It looks. It looks. It looks. It's very golden. It's a very golden tinge. It's almost like a little bit lighter of an IPA. Okay. Very hoppy and citrusy. Hmm. But lighter than an IPA. Okay. So I'm not a big fan of IPAs. They're a bit too bitter for me. This is a bit good. Too hopper. A bit too hoppy for me. To each his own. <laughs> Plug it in. Plug it in. We can, oh we can just God. do this in the episode. For those of you who noticed yeah. a uh, a change in the uh, audio in the quality. Sound quality here. Yeah, what happened, Dylan? Apparently, <laughs> somehow we started this this episode without the uh, the microphone plugged in. Um, so we, we were just using whatever default microphones on your laptop. Yes. Was somehow catching everything. Yes. So it was uh, it was good. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we've switched, we've rectified the issue. We are professionals. We are podcast We've been doing this for professionals. How many episodes now? No cat no cat no cat good no boy. cat no Good the microphone boy. is not a scratching post. Good boy. He always does this. It's because he's so good. No, he. A, a good cat wouldn't rub their face all over my microphone. A good cat wants love. Uh, I've never heard of a good cat. One, no. two. Now I'm pretty sure know. cats are super selfish. Now you know of a good cat, right, mm-hmm. baby boy? He's a good boy. Is that one Ducky or Daffy? That's Duck. Oh, how can you tell the difference? That's so racist. <laughs> Why? Because they're both black. Yeah, you scumbag. Anyway. And cats. Yeah. Anyway, um, you should call them the Black Panther twins. I'm I'm a little I, I'm a little off track in my brain now. Now that now that we're off to such a great start, a wonderful start to this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, what were we? So we were talking about beer, beer, beer. Then there was something else. Oh, oh well. I was I know I don't know either. Let's just move on. I think that's for the best. That's probably for the best. Okay. It is, it is right. a Monday after all. Oh. Here, I got something for you. Yeah? What do you got for Something me? quick. All right. Something quick, but... It's probably going to be a quick, a quick like a spitfire popcorn kind of episode. Because oh, everything yeah. we're talking about is kind of quick. Yes. So, this one this one is part of a larger conversation. I don't know how much of a conversation we're going to have about it. But... Well, let's find out. As of the first three months of 2019... Mm-hmm. According to the World Health Organization, okay. the number of reported measles cases is up 300%. 300% in the last three months. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And that uh, is compared to the same period in 2018. Yeah. So, just insane. It's insane. I'm trying to remember, because do you need booster shots for, for measles? measles? Yeah, for all that? Oh, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm going to my doctor on my first doctor visit in like years okay. on Thursday. I'll ask him because because yeah, I haven't seen like measles are going up. Measles are going up. So I'm asking like, hey, do I need like a booster shot or like how does that work? Do you even have like your medical records? No idea. I need to call my <laughs> parents and find out. 
I'm, I'm I pretty have, sure I have all my sh- I have all my shots. I'm pretty sure. I have uh, the record of like my immunizations, but everything else, you know. I have nothing. I don't think I should probably call my parents about that. Actually. Yeah. I'll do that tonight. Hopefully, we can get records by Thursday. Yes, I don't. I don't know uh, whether or not you need boosters. Either way, there are a number of people who, another number of children who just don't have anything at all. No shots. Yeah. No boosters. Nothing. Mm. Um, to you know, build up a resistance to measles because why do you need that when you have essential oils and pink salt crystals? And grounding mats. Yeah, and grounding mats. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs... Modern <laughs> medicine. Who needs uh, immunizations, you know? Who yeah. Needs, you know? It, that kind of blows my mind. 2019 and measles. 2019, people... Like, we have people who think the world's flat and people who refuse to get shots because they think they cause autism. Yep. Well, okay, I'm, like, I'm really hoping... That the majority of people who are flat earthers are really just like trollers who are in it for like the long con. I'm sure that which like, I think a, are, like a lot of them are, yeah. and then there are like a more minority people who are like legit. Yeah, yeah Earth is flat. Earth is definitely flat. What I'm confused about why, why, why does it matter? Why is it why has it become one of those things that so many people latch on to almost as if it's kind of like a middle finger to establishment science like why 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 the earth why why do they yeah, say i, I the feel like there are better there, there are better places to like argue against science or like argue of with science of all the stuff. things you want to like run around with like yeah. science inspired conspiracy theorists or conspiracy theories why flat earth why flat earth who let's say it is what what, what changes now? yeah what changes <laughs> You know, I mean, we've gone like yeah. You want to talk about the 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 socio political ramifications of like a fake moon landing? Or That's huge. Like that, I understand. That or could... did the CIA kill JFK? That, yeah. That's big. But... Or like, is the Ark of the Covenant actually in Area Fifty One? Yeah. Those are the questions I Those want are, to answer. Yes. Like, or like nine eleven inside job? Probably not. Don't think it is. Bush uh, did. It. Bush did. Yeah. But like, or uh, other. I, don't know, I feel like there are better conspiracy theories, like science-based ones. Yeah. Like, like why can't why can't they just be like, di- like just be like, dinosaur fossils are fake? And just some people believe that. Some do. Some do believe I love that. that. I'd rather. I, I want to yeah. say Ken Ham is one of those people that believes it. Probably. They, they believe uh, evolution is fake, and and dinosaur fossils were were placed in the ground to Test, challenge yeah. the faith of. I just of. Uh, Christian uh, fundamentalists. I disagree with that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. As as a, as a Christian, I kind of take almost like offense to that. I'm like, really, man? Yeah. That's like, the best. Like that's that, the that, best. that's that's the <laughs> argument. It's like, oh, it's to test our faith. Like, really? That's that's what we want to say about that? Like you, you nothing. Just, you give critics like no, Richard no, Dawkins nothing, so much no, ammo. Nothing else. Like no other like possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, all right, all right, cool. I mean, even Ugh. even uh, man walked alongside dinosaur. I feel like makes more sense. That makes that like I'm fine it, with at that. Least that makes, makes more sense. sense. Than that makes more sense. They're just total. I think I saw a video placed there by God. Yeah, because I think I want to say like a long time ago I saw a video about like ancient civilizations had pottery with like on on the paint. It was basically a dude fighting what resembled resembled very closely like a triceratops. Like a very dinosaur-like creature. Did the Creationist Museum make that video? Probably. <laughs> Actually, I think this is before the Creationist Museum. Oh. There was a time before the Creationist there Museum? There was. What? Yeah, it was the time of Noah. Do you remember... As, <laughs> as soon as Noah was gone, the Creationist Museum popped just up. Sprung up. Just sprung out of the ground in, in Kentucky. what would become Kentucky. <laughs> you know, uh, do you remember... I think it was in 2013, maybe 2014. Do you remember that debate between Bill Nye and Ken Ham? I, I remember hearing about it, yeah. and I refused to watch it because I knew it was just going to be just an actual like, I mean, shit I, show I between both it. of them. It wasn't... I feel like it was like sort of on the cusp of when people could still have like decent discussion about that type yeah. of stuff. I feel like if someone were to talk about it now, like Ken Ham and Bill Nye, both of them would just be so... So much more radical about it, yeah. Even though they still like, and they both be, they both be crucified same. by yeah. both sides, yeah. 
So there would yeah. be no. Well, part of part of the I didn't part of the reason I didn't watch that. It's like I don't have a whole aspect for uh, Ken Ham, right? Yeah. And Bill Nye, why I like I respect what he's done with like a Bill Nye the Science Guy, like boosting up like uh, you know science, you know, trying to like get the kids to learn and whatnot. Yeah. I think he oversteps his bounds on uh, like his literally everything else. Yeah. So like he so he like he's a degree in mechanical engineer. So as far as like the engineering world goes, like physics and all that kind of stuff, I. Like, that's fine. Like, I think he, like, has a good voice there. I think, yeah, you should say that. But when it comes to, you know, like, biology and evolution or, you know, philosophy and theology, it's like, he know he's about as qualified kind of in those areas as I am. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a lot of problem with Bill Nye is that he just oversteps his, uh, his bounds on, like, how much he knows about a certain subject. Yeah. Everyone knows who Bill Nye is. Like, oh, Bill Nye said this. Well... True, he, but he—he he, like he's an engineer, like he—he's great in physics, like that's his area of specialty. So he just, yeah. him and uh, oh the other uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, no, just no, they just he, overstep their bounds. Well, on at their... least Neil deGrasse Tyson is at least like a highly educated individual. Yes, you know? well, the highest it, degree Bill Nye has is his bachelor's. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson at least has a PhD in astrophysics. Yeah, see, like that is wide range for like the you know the Cosmos shows and like when it comes to, like it's science, such a great like show. yeah, uh, like you know uh, like space and rockets and you know that that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a fantastic source. Like I think like definitely listen to him. But when it comes to you know everything else, he does not have nearly you know the platform that he. Sh- he he has way too big a platform, way more than he should, more than other people are far more qualified right. in that area of expertise than he is. Right. But I will say something I have loved about Neil deGrasse Tyson, and, and even to some extent, you know, Bill Nye, you know, give him credit where credit's due. Uh, they are a small group of people. You could say Richard Dawkins is probably another one. There's probably not too many more, maybe even Jordan Peterson, but there's like this group of academics, Steven Pinker, that's probably another another one, this group of academics who have turned science and philosophical thought into a much, almost like a cool thing to talk about and engage in, you know, and whether it was Bill and I creating like a, a, an enjoyable kid show about science or uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson going on uh, Real time with Bill Maher, or what's that? What's that one YouTube series where they eat like ten hot wings? Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like hot interview yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that, those are that's a that's a cool show. But like Neil deGrasse Tyson's been on there, uh, so you know they have done such a great job, almost as like branding and marketing. Yeah, they've made like science popular. Yeah, which I which I appreciate. Great. And so, but but I think you raise a good point. It would be nice if there were more people in more fields. Yeah, like if there was a Neil deGrasse Tyson for chemistry and then yeah. one for biology, one for evolution, or one Rather for just you know one engineering, like different disciplines of engineering, one for computer science, one for you know uh, yeah. a bunch of like everything else. Like there's so many that I just don't know, and I'm not talking like I like healthcare, like not Doctor Oz, anyone no. but Doctor Oz or like Doctor Phil or Oprah are just like those are the yeah. bad examples. Don't be like them. Yeah. Be better. Don't, Don't be, be Oprah. Oprah. Oprah is got way more credit, and people love her far more than anyone has. I mean, than she anyone has should. a cult following. I think she herself is uh, a very inspiring story. But yeah, her cult following. I will say, almost always, if I see that she's in a movie, I'm a lot less interested in seeing it. Oh, absolutely. Just because like she's not a great actress, and like no. she's a talk show host. You know, she's yeah. a media personality, and that's great. She's done great work there. That doesn't mean she's an actor, actress. And, no. You know, I don't really care to see her in anything. So whenever she does pop up on something, I'm suddenly a lot less interested in seeing. Oh yeah, I think it was like because <laughs> wrink- it's Oprah. Like wrinkle the like wrinkle in time movie. I was like, oh, that could be like that. Yeah. And then it was like Oprah yeah. Winfrey. I was like, mm, yeah, nah, I think I'll pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the so the reason we didn't record last week, uh, well, that was me. I actually went to a, a snowboard trip in Colorado in pur- <laughs> in purgatory. Cool. <laughs> it was actually so it was actually really kind of funny. So I'd never been to purgatory before, and like all their routes and like everything, like all their signs and like even like their cabins were named out of their like some sort of like I don't know, like it was like it was all hell themed. Like they had routes that were like called Dante's Inferno or like, uh, <laughs> like one of the roads was called Sheol. Which, for those of you who don't know, is like the Jewish word for, or the Jewish idea of hell. Yeah. Uh, well, the afterlife. Or the afterlife. Uh, like, all the routes were like, you know, 
some sort of like hell thing, and I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful place too. It was absolutely gorgeous while we were there. Like it was the last day of the the year or like the open year, official open year for the ski resort for uh, snowboarding and skiing. So there was like hardly anyone there. We almost had the mountain to like ourselves. It was like sixty degrees on the mountain. The snow was perfect. They still had like feet like eighty inches at the base of the mountain. Mm. Uh, like the sun was out. It, like it was just beautiful, beautiful conditions. It was that so nice. Lovely. And then also, uh, the lift tickets were like 60, 70% off. They cost like $30 for a day pass. Uh, the lodge was like 30% off. So we all just rented a room and split it four ways. They had a hot tub on top of the lodge. So after our first night, first day of snowboarding, we all just went to the hot tub, turned all the lights out on the roof and then just like stared at the stars for an hour, which was yeah. awesome with the mountain in the background. Uh, and then the last day, this is actually the they had a fun, I guess, tradition that they've started up, where they big just like a giant trench at the bottom of one of the runs and fill it with water, and people like sign up to try to like they'll come down the mountain and try to like ski across oh, yeah. the pond, yeah. and then they'll just eat shit most of the time. <laughs> There's a well, some of them made it across. Some of them were really impressive. One guy actually made it across the pond backwards. Oh, really? Like, because there's a little, like, a little jump before you get to the pond, and he, like, went off the jump, turned around, and went backwards across the pond and, like, made it out. I was like, that's amazing. Did uh, you try it? No. You had to, like, sign up in, like, way in advance, and, like, I think they'd already run a room by the time, like, we woke up that day. Uh, one dude did dress as Jesus, had, like, the hair, the beard, the robe, like, the sash, everything, and, like, face-planted as soon as he touched the water. <laughs> Which I, nice. I told because I, I was talking to a guy on the ski lift. He's like, "You did, like you got any friends doing?" I was like, "No," but I did see a dude that's like Jesus. I was like, "He's like one. He's either gonna eat it like immediately, or he's gonna make it across, and it's gonna be the best costume ever yeah. for for this event." Yeah, one dude uh, tried to flash the crowd as he was going down, sacked by security like immediately. Oh, what? That's it was hilarious. like it, it like I, it sounded painful, like immediately just like clotheslined. Which, wow. I, yeah, it was stupid. Because, like, there were kids here. Like, families came to this. Yeah. And the announcer was like, don't do that. <laughs> there are kids here. Don't do that. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, 90% of them were all, like, high on weed anyway. So they weren't exactly the most well, respectful duh. crowd. Colorado. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, like, the weed culture in Colorado. I think they're, for all, like, their talk of, like, weed and stuff, they seem to be kind of rude individuals, honestly. Like, they don't really care yeah. about any sort of like anyone else except like their crowd that smokes weed well cool for them bro cool bro cool bro yeah so yeah that's why we didn't record last week i was traveling back from colorado on monday and i was exhausted and sore yeah so oh my goodness it's all his fault it's all my fault man Um, it was so much fun though well i'm glad you had fun it was a blast i'd do it again in a heartbeat in a heartbeat in a heartbeat in a heartbeat i'd do it again jesus We'll have a special episode later in the year coming to you from Purgatory. I'd be down. <laughs> Absolutely. Carpe Noctum. We can go there in the summer. They have a downhill mountain biking. We can yeah. try some downhill mountain biking in Purgatory. Oh, no, I'm all about that mountain biking. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. All right. Next thing. Big news. Mm-hmm. Big news. You're pregnant. No. You're not, gay. No. Okay. This isn't my big news. Oh, okay. No. But thank you for playing along. Um, You're welcome. We all know. I'm sure everyone's heard about this. Julian Assange has been I saw arrested. That. I saw that. Carried out from the Ecuadorian embassy where he stayed for the last seven years, trying to. Uh, he, he he had asylum essentially inside the embassy, and he was trying to avoid arrest and extradition to Sweden, um, where he was. Uh, Again, he was facing rape charges. Uh, those charges have been disputed. A lot of people, a lot of WikiLeaks supporters, of course, WikiLeaks themselves, claim the charges were totally trumped up. It was an effort to try and silence Julian Assange. Even even a, a, a committee on the UN said that these charges have like very little backing, mm. and that for them to continue to be trying to arrest him is almost like a yeah. form of, of persecution. Yeah. And but, for, uh, for those that don't know, Julian Assange is the creator of WikiLeaks. Yes. And for those of you who don't know WikiLeaks or know, you know, you, you've heard it, but you don't really know what it is, they really made headlines in the early years of the Iraq Wars when they published some secret documents that, according 
depending on who you ask, revealed some war crimes on the part of the U.S. and or also put in harm some uh, U.S. military personnel uh, abroad. Um, WikiLeaks has also been accused of, of uh, being an arm of Russian intelligence most recently. Now, of course, there's zero backing to that, but U.S. Democrats are currently uh, uh, running up that, you know, it was Russia. They Poland, love that Russia. Yeah, I mean, it, didn't, like, Julian Assange, who's in Ecuador, is the Russians. Yes, well. Or, uh, you know, he was in the Ecuadorian embassy in, in the UK. Ecuador, yeah. But, you know, they accused WikiLeaks of being an arm, essentially, of yeah. an arm of Russian intelligence, which was complete nonsense. But, uh, I mean, they've they've outed, like, it's not just American documents that they leave. Well, yeah, they've, yeah. like, all over the world. And it's not just, it wasn't just, you know, Republicans or Democrats. It was both of them, you know. And, and what's so funny is that whenever uh, they revealed some of these war crimes going on in Iraq, the Democrats went crazy. They are like, oh, my God, this is... This is all the reason we shouldn't be in Iraq right now. Oh, George Bush is a war criminal, yada, yada, yada. But then suddenly, when, uh, you know, Snowden, when Edward Snowden leaked oh, a yeah. number of documents Dan- about U.S. Was, yeah. spying, um, he did not go through WikiLeaks. However, WikiLeaks did assist him in getting out of the country and helped him, you know, mount a legal defense. You know, suddenly, he Julian Assange was back to being a criminal. You know, because oh, yeah. it was under Obama. That yeah, because Obama took the flag for it, yeah. which he rightfully and, and should have. Him and and when it began with the Patriot Act under Bush, you know, they both rightfully deserved the flag for that. But then WikiLeaks published uh, thousands of hacked emails from the DNC. Uh, and that, of course, just made Democrats... Matter. Yeah, matter. Hate them, hate them even more. So as far as many people are concerned, Julian Assange is at least in part one of the reasons Donald Trump... One. Honestly, I, I have a weird, have kind of like mixed feelings about his arrest because that one, like technically, like he did what he did was illegal. I mean, technically, well, that's the thing. It depends because if you look at the DOJ indictment, the well, the extradition, um, the extradition request, nothing that he did was illegal. Mm. What he did is something many journalists do, and that is encourage a source. To provide them with more documents. In this case, that source was Chelsea Manning, at the time known as Bradley Manning. Um, a, uh, they, I think he she was a she she was a military intelligence officer. I don't. I think it was with the U.S. Army, um, but she leaked a bunch of stuff to WikiLeaks, and she got charged for it. And oddly enough, her sentence was commuted by uh, President Obama. So despite the fact that he raged about leakers and how evil Julian Assange is, he also went and commuted a prominent leaker sentence. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. There was a lot of mixed messaging from Democrats pretty much for the last decade about whether or not they actually support leakers. Um, in any case, though, the accusation of what was illegal was that Julian Assange helped Chelsea Manning crack a password mm-hmm. but in the actual um press release from the department of justice the word hack is only used in the title hmm. nowhere in the press release does it actually accuse him of hacking nowhere in the extradition request does it use the word hacking so really the only thing they're after him for is something many journalists do and that is why even the uh, obama department of justice declined to pursue charges against Julian Assange because of the potential ramifications it had on press freedom. And that is why press groups from around the world, the ACLU, they have all uh, decried this uh, extradition and this effort to charge Julian Assange because technically what he did is absolutely protected by the First Amendment and it should absolutely remain that way in my opinion. It'll be interesting because he, yeah, he's, he's getting extradited to the United States, correct? Not yet. They haven't approved the request yet. Okay. Because uh, a lot of British lawmakers want to extradite him to Sweden. Because Sweden has renewed their charges against him. Hmm. Interesting. So, two countries are are going for him. Now, of course, it may end up being so the U.S. has its way. But a lot of British lawmakers are saying it should be Sweden. Interesting. So, I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I guess... I'm just curious... As to what what country, which like what each country is gonna do to him, 
Well, if it's the U.S., they would probably want to bury them as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Sweden, though. That's such a weird country to, like, want him. Yeah. Because, like, they're so, they've just been so neutral their yeah. entire history. I mean, there might be some, some past drama there. I'm not quite, I'm not the mm. most well-read on everything Julian Assange. Pretty much everything, like, involving Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden, I'm pretty well aware of. Yeah. But, like, other stuff. Yeah, I don't so know anything about so. Sweden. It's such a weird country to, like, in the United States, like, yeah. okay, I understand that he's kind of been a part of a lot of stuff that's happened. Yeah. Sweden? Yeah. Really? Why? That's a good question. That's a, like that's such a strange country. Like, if anything, I'd expect, like, Russia to get in on this or Germany uh, like one of the bigger players yeah. not well, or, or just UK wanting to keep him yeah, for yeah. themselves well yeah that's what I would that, like, that's, I, that's kind of what I don't understand it's like he's there yeah. he's there because it wasn't just US officials that the, those leaks embarrassed it was also uh, it's, it's, British the British yeah. military and British intelligence I mean it's been all the big players, players I feel like all the big players have been hit by WikiLeaks by yeah. Julian Assange like France Spain Germany Russia uh, UK but, U.S. But Sweden. China. Sweden's I mean, gonna get them. <laughs> I want to uh, play real quick just a minute-long clip from uh, John Oliver just last night, where he kind of talked a little bit about uh, Julian Assange and the the threat that this poses to press freedom. But, but but that wasn't the only big news out of Britain this week. There was also news concerning Julian Assange, the most controversial Australian export since Vegemite. <laughs> this week saw a major development. Julian Assange arrested. Julian Assange, now with a beard, carried out of the Ecuadorian embassy by London's Metropolitan Police. That bedraggled beard, lengthy hair. Looking tired, looking older, significantly much older. Looking a very different man than the one who went into that embassy some seven years ago. That's a weird tone to take on a story that's this important. Yes, his arrest sparks a difficult debate about the efficacy of journalistic protections in the age of cyber espionage, but look how bad he looks. He looks like a peeled potato rolled in spider webs. He looks like Kenneth Branagh's ghost. He looks like Gandalf fucked his stick. We're having fun. We're having fun, aren't we? But look, this is a big deal. Julian Assange has now been kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy after spending seven years there. And part of the reason they may have wanted him out may have been that he did not make life easy for his hosts. There have been reports for some time that Assange was sort of uh, had outlived his welcome there in the embassy for all sorts of reasons, including his, you know, that his cat had been making a mess and that he was skateboarding in the so halls weird. and stealing Wi-Fi. Oh, that's not even all. The ambassador also said that Assange's indoor soccer games had destroyed embassy equipment and the government had to require him to start cleaning his bathroom. And look, at some point in our lives, we've all lived with someone like this and we've all wished that we could have British police carry them out of our building like a hastily rolled carpet. And look, it, it is easy to dislike Julian Assange. He first fled uh, to the embassy to escape extradition uh, to Sweden on rape charges, charges he denies. And alongside the valuable information that uh, WikiLeaks has helped release, uh, they've also recklessly published the sensitive personal data of hundreds of ordinary people, potentially putting lives at risk. And that's not even getting into the fact that WikiLeaks' publication of hacked emails in 2016 helped elect Trump president. So you are allowed not to like him, but... America's current attempts to extradite him hang on a specific charge that many press advocates find unsettling. The U.S. Justice Department has charged him with conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. Authorities are accusing Assange of conspiring to crack a password in order to obtain classified government documents. Now, that charge stems from his correspondence with Chelsea Manning before the publication of classified documents in 2010. And on its face, it currently seems more than a little flimsy. Uh, prompting the Committee to Protect Journalists to call it troubling for press freedom, because the indictment's language seems to criminalise a broad range of legally protected and common journalistic activity. And while it is still early at this point, and we don't know what else Assange might be charged with, or even whether the UK will extradite him at all, this story is worrying for a number of reasons. One, because journalistic freedoms may be under threat. And two, unfortunately, in order to protect them, we may be forced to utter the one phrase in the English language scarier than Halloween Brexit. And that's, I'm really sorry, everyone, but it might actually be time to defend Julian Assange. Hmm. That uh, Halloween Brexit was a reference to a joke earlier. In okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. Um, the, the threat it poses isn't, it goes beyond trying to, you know, charge a... How, how long has... So th these charges against Assange have been out since 2010, correct? Or are they more... Which ones? The, the, the U.S. ones. 
Those are new. Like, not the extradition order, like, the charges against him. The charges himself are new. Interesting. It was the Trump DOJ that filed them. Because other, including, like, the Obama administration, they wanted to, but they decided not to because they knew the ramifications it could have on press freedoms. And the Obama administration was hardly a great uh, protector and white knight of press freedoms. And even they said, we aren't going to do this. So the Trump administration is taking that step to do it. And so these file, these charges were just filed and the extradition treaty was sent that, that day when he was being hauled out of the Ecuadorian embassy. Which ones were filed for Sweden's or the United States? Sweden's. Hmm. Yeah. Because there, theirs has been there for years. Yeah. I think but, they, but they've been dropped before. I That's think the they thing. dropped and then they refiled. But either way, like... Sweden's been talking about it longer. They've had the files there in the past. That's such a... Yeah. I don't know. That's It's such a weird situation. Yeah. Because one, why does Sweden want him? Two, does U.S. want him just because they don't want Sweden to have him? Oh, no. Because that could... just hates Julian Assange. <laughs> I doubt that Sweden would pose much of a threat even with Julian Assange. Yeah. Oh, this is such a weird country to want him, though. Yes. Oh well, yeah. But, I guess we'll see know, what happens. I'm. I wouldn't be. I, why doesn't you just UK just keep them? Well, who? The UK. Oh well. Like, why don't they just keep them? They, they, may they just, might. They might yeah. end up keeping them. But I don't know. I don't think they've charged him with anything just yet. I think they they have arrested him only because of the extradition request, both from Sweden, Sweden and the United US. States. So I don't know if they end up just charging him with something. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> it was kind of. Sad though, seeing him hauled out of the embassy. I mean, yeah. he aged a lot in those yeah. seven years. He looked a little rough. It's 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 almost kind of hard to believe that he was in like a 21st century embassy, a political environment. You know, I understand it's you know not the Waldorf, but still, I mean, it's it's a relatively nice environment, a protected environment. He looks like that he was hauled out of like a prison camp. Yeah, you know, he did not look, he did not look good at <laughs> he all. Uh, but. Uh, you know, for those who know me and have listened to a number of other episodes, you know, I'm a, a free speech absolutist, and that includes a uh, free and open press. And so um, I I have been a long-time defender of Julian Assange and even Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning, I think, is her, especially her political views. Don't forget uh, Snowden. Well, and yes, I've been... The, one, the, one of the biggest. Yeah. Good old... I am a big fan of Snowden. Oh, yes. He, is, he, he really is an American hero. I'd, I'd call him yeah. an American hero. Yeah, we would. Many people would call him a traitor. Yeah. I just think it's just hilarious, those people. Like, they, they don't even... They don't even... They can't comprehend that in this, in this course of certain things being leaked about a rogue intelligence agency spying on civilians, about... A, about war crimes, torture, and killing civilian journalists in the Middle East. Somehow the enemy in that story is the person who we told other it, people yeah. about it. It's insane. That kind of blind nationalist patriotism that would refuse to allow you to believe that your government is capable of anything remotely evil or clandestine. Yeah. When really everything throughout history continues to remind you that they absolutely are. Oh, yeah. Not only are they capable of it, governments in the past hundred years, they are the Honestly, biggest like, proprietors of horrible massacres. Oh, and yeah. For all, the, for, like, for all the flack America gets, on, in all reality, it's kind of like pretty low tier as far as like bad governments. Well, like, yeah, on a, like on a global, re- scale, on a global sure. like, history scale, America's pretty low tier. Sure. But what's funny is that even for the horrible things that America has done, there are still so many oh. people who refuse to acknowledge. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like like we're pretty low tier, but yeah. still, like we haven't done like it's pretty bad. Like yeah. we're considered one of the better countries yeah. probably in history, yeah. and it's still not great. I mean, you, you look at the uh, the communist regimes of the early oh 20th Soviets, yeah, millions of lives lost in China and in Russia, Japan, millions of lives lost in. Uh, fascist Germany and fascist Italy. I mean, so many lives. And it's all at the hand of, of, of a government, of a state, you know? And now, oh, sure, yeah. or, uh, the U.S. government is different in a number of ways, but that doesn't mean that horrible things have still not been committed oh, yeah. in its name. 
Oh, for sure. I think one of the one of the most horrific things I've ever learned about was actually on the civil rights tour uh, at OC, where the uh, Tuskegee experiments. I don't know if you know anything about that. No, I don't know about the but, Tuskegee experiments. So, so the the Tuskegee experiments happened. Uh, they started as early as 1972. But they continued for a long time, and it was in uh, collaboration with uh, Tuskegee University, which is historically a uh, black college in Alabama. It was Tuskegee University and the Public Health Service. And they used a number of, of black people, of black men, to infect them, intentionally infect them with syphilis. And they did not tell the participants that they were being infected with syphilis. Oh my God. I mean, this is not the distant past, you know. This yeah. is not a medieval... This happened... These studies were conducted between 1932 and 1972. <sighs> this is not some no. way back in the past sort of thing. I mean, no, this was not, not that long ago. And this is the perfect example of, of, a, of a state using its citizens, essentially, for just human experiment. That's ridiculous. You know, I mean, that's that's... I don't think it's hyperbole to say that's right on the level of Nazi Germany using yeah. the Jews for human experimentation. That's, the, that's what literally they, yeah, what that's that what they is, did. you know. <laughs> it's it's, it's absurd, and and yet there are people who would defend that, saying, "Oh, you know, the U.S. government clearly had something bigger in mind." Well, sure, it doesn't matter. Sure, there's always something bigger. The, Hitler, in mind. the, the Nazis had something way bigger yes. in mind—a perfect human. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's as big as you can get. Like, yeah, I mean, it was eugenics to a T. Was Nazi Germany? Yes, that's insane. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. now that we just went on a bit of a, a tangent about how horrible the government can be. Moving on. So, so, so today, earlier today, Notre Dame yes. caught on fire. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 iconic steeple fell. Yes. And apparently, according to the reports, like, most of the building's been saved. Like, yeah. it's been salvaged. Like, it's not it's not condemned, which is good. Yeah. But a large portion of it is, you know, went up in flames. A building that's been standing for... 800 years? Like, it's seen so many just wars and conflicts. It's yeah. a beautiful building as well. And really, just an, uh, an iconic building. Yeah. And just... That's whew. sad. Yeah, it, I, saw, it I saw it today. Like, it was a... A video of the steeple falling, like while I was on fire, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like that's insane!" Yeah, think like it sounds terrible. It was an accident. What? It, it, that's was, the thing. That's the thing. When I, I opened I, it, I was like, "Was this? The, oh, was this a terrorist?" As soon as I or? saw that, I was like, "Oh no! Like who bombed the Notre Dame? Yeah. Like who who set it on fire?" And I was like, "No, it's an accident." I was like, "Oh, thank." Yeah. Goodness! Thought, like some whack job, like might have thrown a Molotov cocktail. Even like a teenager was screwing around and decided to like shoot a firework at it or something. Yeah, I thought it was out. some sort of like ISIS attack of like yeah. you know or like some sort of religious yeah. or like anti-religion group. Yeah. I was like, oh, so so far it has just it has been ruled an accident, which sounds awful, but I'm happy it was an accident. Kind of sad. I remember when was the? It was opened in 1345. <sighs> so, 700 years. That's a long time, though. Yeah. It's seen a lot. Yeah. It's seen both world wars. It stood even as the Nazis occupied Paris. It's seen it's a. Still it's there. seen a lot. Yeah. It really has. Holy cow. That would. Yeah, that would have been the all the French revolutions, the American Revolution. Like, it saw. Wow. Yep. It's been around for a long time. Discovered the new world. Well, yeah. Yeah, a few hours ago, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron announced that he would start a global fundraiser to have it repaired. So, hopefully... Um, oh, it'll... Yeah, it's probably yeah, going it, it. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. In the long run. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy. still sad. The, especially, like, the spire is gone. We'll have to just completely rebuild that. Yeah. finished the drop on podcast oh yeah i listened to it it was it was amazing wasn't it and yeah. you were like your first minute yeah. you were like, it was right, fascinating was, like it, it was, was so, it was 
it was like it was so weird like everything like just listening to it i was like what in the world was going on like it's it was absurd like the entire situation of like just the the micromanagement that she had to do just to keep everyone in line blew my mind especially like when the when the kid told his grandpa he's like hey like the weird stuff's going on like this isn't good like the grandpa's like, shut up. Like, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. The grandpa trust came. Elizabeth. Yeah, and the grandpa came back and like, no, my yeah, no, my grandson was right. I'm really proud yeah. of him. I was, yeah. like, oh. I was like, oh, I was like, I was waiting for that redemption story because yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy. That was that was that was crazy. Um, what's I think what is is so absurd is that she really did get get away with it for so long, and I can't help but ask if she was a man. Would she have gotten away with it for so long? No. Because she was able to charm so many of the... Her board members were almost, like, entirely older white males. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they were, like, head over heels. Yeah. Like, she is the future. Yeah. She is the absolute exactly. future. Almost like it, it might have even, on their part, like, have been, like, slightly, like, chauvinistic. But, like, either way, it was almost as if they could not be uh, put on by a girl. You know? Yeah. And so that... So they never went all that far into asking for a lot of proof. They took her for a word at a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I wonder, if that were a man, would they have really taken that for... The one that blew me was, was Target. Like, Target being like, oh, yeah, we will... Walgreens. Or Walgreens, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. No, uh, that... That, that, almost, that I was like I was like Walgreens that was like oh yeah mad like yeah and like, like they oh. didn't look further into that and I was like how does Walgreens yeah. not like go in and be like all right demonstrate show us it. everything and then yeah, she was like oh yeah we'll do it and they were like yeah no sounds good like yeah. you, do you want us to demonstrate for you no no we'll just take them yeah sure about that yeah yeah we'll take them I'm sorry. seriously like you're a multi million dollar company yeah. like you're all over the world at this point yeah and you're not gonna check on something like this. You're gonna you're gonna invest millions of dollars into a partnership that not only in and of itself would be a horrible PR job if it didn't go through, but it also makes you liable for a lot of potential blowbacks. Oh yeah. If because you know with this it wasn't just uh, in the you know they talk about this in the podcast you know, with this it wasn't just a company losing money or a complete shell game of a company making investors lose money. I mean this was. This was a technology that was helping patients make decisions about their health, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, giving, telling them that they had diseases that they didn't or not informing them of stuff that they did have. I mean, it wasn't one was guy. He was deal. like, he went and had a test and he was like, yeah, you know, you have, the test came back. It's like, you have cancer. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. And then he went and had another blood done. And they're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Like, that's, that, what? That's not, that's not, that's, that's not, not enough. No. That's a really big deal. That's <laughs> huge. It's like, oh, you have cancer and you don't have cancer are yeah. Really big yeah. differences yeah. in how you're gonna wake up tomorrow. Yeah, and, you know, it's about time you finally watched that whole thing. I was so or listen to it. like I mad. Well, I yeah, finished it two weeks it. ago, but we didn't get to talk about right. it last week and the week before. I just forgotten about it. I was just so mad that you <laughs> when we talked about it weeks ago. You're like, oh, you know, I don't really like. I finished. It. How much it. have I you f- listened to it? Well, you know, like thirty. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. I yeah. So it was like three, two, three weeks ago. I finished it. It was. I I, I blew through it so fast. It was so good. Yeah, I listened to it at work. It was fascinating. It, yeah, and it it just everything the amount of deception that she had to go through yeah. to keep it going, and everyone who just kept believing her as well. It's insane. Like the technicians alone, they were like, yeah, like the ones that knew that Theranos didn't work, like the ones running the test, yeah. they were like, oh, our machine doesn't work. We're gonna ship this blood off somewhere else. It's like. Yeah. How do you, how do you keep going with this yeah. if you know for a fact that your machine doesn't work and it's in Walgreens? There's always this hope that yeah we will we'll do it we will finally get it we'll we'll get it eventually but it was just never like that like oh my gosh yeah and what I find another thing so you know Elizabeth Holmes one of our big admirers or her one of the people she admired most was Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs kind of famous for you know being a bit of a dick and there would be a lot of times where you know people would say oh we can't do this or you know this can't be done this way and he would say just figure it out you know and like but but at the same time i feel like with someone like steve jobs there was more to him than just figure it out and stomp away and huff you know he was still a part of it he still had ideas that created apple and turned it in 
to you know what it yeah became. he like he made a lot of their yeah. technology yeah with Elizabeth Holmes she came up with the idea you know and yeah you know, she did not have, she did yeah, she did not have the schooling background for it yeah and whenever she she had the idea of creating the machine and then whenever they said we literally we can't create this machine she would just say we'll find out how to do it figure out how yeah. to do it and like the that one, would be it almost like she was trying yeah. to embody Steve Jobs but like on no level was she Steve Jobs. Yeah. I, th- I think that's one of the parts that also like fascinated me was when they were interviewing one of the professors and she was like, oh yeah, she dropped, like she was, I think, chemical engineering? Yeah. Yeah. Like and it was like, yeah, she dropped out of two years and like she had this idea. I was like, yeah. that, like if, if it was anything like my engineering degree, two years is like, you're just like scratching the basics at that point. Yeah. Like your your fundamentals like finally getting like made so you can do like the higher level stuff. Like there's no way in the world she would have been qualified to even like touch a machine like she Theranos the after two years. She wanted to run with it. Of engineering degree. Yeah. And that lady was like, no, that's just it's just not possible. Yeah. A lady who's like from what it sounded like a very well renowned professor and I am assuming I mean an engineer I don't know if she's an engineer, but like respected in within that was, I think it was mad. Something, yeah, something along that line. Because she had that male advisor who ended up working yeah. at Theranos, getting a hefty salary. But then there was, you know, the other one, I think, within, within the field of medicine, who she talked about being able to run these tests. And she said, this literally is impossible. Yeah. And, um, you know, Elizabeth Holmes just stopped talking to her about it and went back to someone else who would be, quote-unquote, more supportive of her dream. Meanwhile... She come to find out that oh look it isn't possible. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> what you're possible. looking to do is literally not possible. Yeah, you know, and and you know, in her defense, that has been said about a lot of things over the past. Like in, in, so not, in the next maybe a hundred years, and maybe yeah, it's impossible until it's not. Yeah. and maybe at some point, I mean, honestly, I would, I would, I would find it hard to believe that if Theranos hadn't gone the route of turning into a Ponzi scheme, it might have figured it out. If it wasn't run the way it was, if it was interested in transparency, if it was more interested in actually figuring it out rather than just making it look like, like you figured it, was it, figuring out. it out, she wanted to be. It might have gone somewhere. It's. It seems like she wanted to be Steve Jobs more yeah. than she wanted Theranos to work. She had the salary for it. She had all the company perks for it. She looked like, you know. They, I know they mentioned this in the podcast. They talk about it, I think, a little bit more in, in the HBO documentary. But, like, her security team and the armored SUV she drove around in and the bulletproof glass on her office, it was, like, to fulfill this idea in her head that she was super important. But, like... She wasn't. There was no need for any of that. No, not at all. <laughs> no one was trying to assassinate her. You don't need to travel with a team of 10 security guards in an armored SUV. Yeah. Like, quit quit jacking yourself off, all right? This, you're yeah. not that Siemens is Siemens is not going to hire a hitman group. Yeah. If anything, they're just going like, to buy your company one after you make it. Yeah. Like, that's the worst that Siemens is going to do. Is just, yeah. oh, you did do that. Okay, you we'll buy your whole company out. for a billion dollars, and that's... Or we'll sell ourselves to them. Yeah. Like, that. that's the worst case scenario, it yeah. seems like. It's like, you get richer? Yeah. It's like the worst case scenario at that point, it seems like. But, whatever. Yeah. Absurdity. But the podcast itself... It was good. Very good. It very was very good. good. The only the only ABC News podcast I would ever <laughs> recommend. You know, I've been uh, listening to another one called uh, Terrible Thanks for Asking. I've been listening to that one. Um, it's American good. Public Media. Yeah, the last three the last three episodes were in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? And they were oh. talking about the Tree Did- of Life shooting. Yeah, I've been listening yeah. to those. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I I've listened I to the f- first two. I didn't listen to this last one. I'm like I'm uh, almost done with the first one. I because for- I was I was, I was almost done with it and then like I got home and stopped and I just haven't gotten back around yeah. to it. Yeah, that's uh you know, there was a time that we were gonna talk about a new podcast series like every episode. Oh yeah. We, we were like review a podcast yeah. and like talk about that podcast. We never did do that. No, we didn't. Well, did we? We'll keep that on the table. Yeah, we'll maybe, do that one day. Maybe season three. <laughs> yeah, season season three. <laughs> Knock on wood for that one. We barely made it through two seasons. Uh, oh come on, we're doing great. Alright. You ready for best and worst of the league? Yeah. I got, I got one. I got one. Okay. 
best one. I'll do my best first. Okay. Uh, Tiger Woods. One ah, of the masters. Yeah, I saw that. Good for him. One of the greatest sports comebacks in, in sports history, you know. I mean, there was actually this tweet, and that was really funny. So back when he was, like, first arrested, DUI, cheating on his wife. I remember all that, yeah. Um, and then it showed a picture from, you know, the other day when he was getting his jacket. Was that just yesterday? Why does that already feel like it was days ago? It was just yesterday, right? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was getting his, you know, green jacket put on. And over his mugshot is Obama's America. <laughs> and over the, the picture of him getting his jacket put on, it was Trump's America. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I mean, he's had like five back surgeries in the past decade. He was ranked as like the thousandth golf player in the world yeah. at one point. Going from, and now he's come back and won. Going from, you know... Probably the best golfer in the world to one of the worst. One of the worst. Back to <laughs> right to the bad. The right best. Back to the best. Winning the Masters and declaring himself as the best golfer in the world. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. I am. I am happy for him. Yeah, he had a, a pretty rough one for a while. That's yeah. for sure. Good for I, him I, to be back on top. Yeah, I, I used to be a very big fan. And Trump announced today. I don't know if it's going to happen. President Trump announced today he was going to uh, award. Tiger Woods with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Sure. All right. <laughs> I don't really know all what right. that means, but okay, cool. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. It's oh, like the like... highest civilian honor you could ever get. Hmm. Yeah. In, in, all right. Sure. I, mean, I, guess, right. I guess. Kind of a <laughs> strange thing. To I mean, like Ellen DeGeneres has it. Obama gifted it to her. You know, there's been a number uh, of people who have got it. Okay, if Ellen did, yeah, Tiger, I'd give it to Tiger Woods then. If Ellen DeGeneres has it. I love Ellen. She's great. Right. Anyway, That's go sure, ahead. Your, your best. My best, like, so my best is like really short. So I bought uh, knee pads for mountain biking uh, like a week ago. Finally got around to mountain biking again. Went over my handle because I was like in the parking. I was like, ah, "Do I really need knee pads? Like they're kind of like they're kind of big." I was like, "Do I really need these? They can make make look kind of stupid." And I was like, "You know what? I bought them for protection because I I banged my knee up a good bit last year on a bad fall. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear them today." Went over my handlebars about midway through my run. Probably would have banged up my knee, same knee as last year, pretty good. But I had my knee pads on. Oh, good. <laughs> so, thank God. Thank that is my best of the week is for. Well-made body protection. Thank God. Always use protection, kids. Oh, okay. It'll save your knees. All right, we're... Oh, my God. <laughs> right, moving on. What's your worst of the week? So, my worst of the week... Uh, again, just a stupid thing that happens to me. Uh, so, yesterday, I went to go get dinner. So, I was, like, in my apartment. I was, like, I'm going to go grab cans because I wanted to get in my apartment for a little bit. Drove all the way to Canes. That's like 10 minutes from my house, like over onto Penn, which is one of the crazier streets in OKC. Made it to Canes, got in like the drive-thru line of Canes. Was about to pull up to like the window to order. Realized I didn't have my wallet on me. Dang it. I was like, all right, whatever. So I got out of the line, drove back to my apartment, went up, like grabbed my wallet. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like going back to Canes. I'll just go to McDonald's, like right next to my <laughs> apartment. So I go to McDonald's, I get my my sandwich, it was a, the bacon smokehouse with the crispy chicken instead of like the burger, because their burgers are, are good at McDonald's. Yeah. They're pretty gross. Uh, got back to like, went, got my order, got my food, paid for it, got back to my apartment, took the sandwich box out of the bag, went, huh, this feels kind of light. Oh, no. Opened it up, went, huh, my sandwich looks kind of thin. Took the bun off, they forgot the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> So I just had two pieces of bread with some sauce, some bacon, and some onion onion straws. Wow! And I was just like, screw it! I like slapped the slapped the bread back what? on and just ate it and ate some fries and just kind of like Ew. sat there depressingly and just eat just watching something. Just like I hate everything oh right now. I was so sad. I was like, I was like, I hate this. Like so, that's my worst of the week. It was just a very, very, very sad dinner experience last oh, so night. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was awful. Oh. And then I forgot my lunch today as well. I had like I had spaghetti and like I ma- I was I was putting on my shoes and I was like don't forget to get your your lunch out of the fridge, Dylan. As soon as I had that thought, immediately forgot, walked out the door, made it to work, and went, ah, I forgot my lunch. You're a hot mess. I know. I know. It's the worst Well my 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 worst of the week is just about as tame. No politics. So, I don't know if I've ever talked... 
I don't know if I've ever talked on this podcast about how much I hate Jim Acosta. I have no idea who that Jim is. Jim Acosta is the White House reporter for CNN. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, he's that self-relating jackass that oh. loves to grandstand at all of Trump's uh, press conferences. I don't know who he is, but sure, I'll hate him. He's... <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like an easily hateable and I, person. And I just want to say, I, I continue to stand as an advocate for press freedom. And whenever the the White House revoked his press credentials, I was one of the people. I I, I don't have my Twitter anymore. Otherwise, I you know could bring it up. I love when your best of best of, the worst of the week doesn't involve politics. This is not politics. <laughs> it's, just, it's about press freedom. Uh, I did say you know even though I, even though this guy is a self righteous grandstanding jackass. You know, freedom of the press stands beyond that. It's more important, and, and, and you know, yeah, it goes I agree. across political divides. And who, whoever you are covering for, you should not have revoked. You shouldn't have your press credentials revoked for a clearly arbitrary and ridiculous reason. That being said, though, last week, a few days ago, uh, the New York Press Club announced that Jim Acosta is to receive the Truth to Power Award. That made me gag, and I roll so hard when I saw it. Truth to power, standing there being a jackass is not being is not speaking truth to power, you know. And I, I say this as someone who, you know, I, I consider I'm a libertarian. You know, I consider myself to be relatively rebellious to the uh, to to the status quo and to the establishment. You know, I certainly would have very little respect for. Trump or, or Obama, whoever I was meeting in the White House, surely not just because they were president. But this this was ridiculous. Everything he's ever done was purely self-serving. So the idea that he's getting an award for being so self-serving is, in my opinion, essentially just one of the reasons why people hate the media. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. Very self-serving. But the second one, and this is the this is the sadder one. This is the sadder worst of the week. Tim Williams, who was the Travago actor, the Travago guy, you know, Hotel Travago. Oh yeah, the company spokesperson. Yeah. He uh, was arrested in Houston a few days ago uh, for driving while intoxicated. Oh, that's, okay. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, no rage. He okay. wasn't oh. shot. Nothing like Woo! that. All right. But it's sad, you know. It's sad, but my goodness, good but, lord. Something like, as I was as I was reading about this, because I because I always for whatever reason I always just kind of liked him and liked his commercials. Yeah. What I didn't know though, uh, and perhaps because at the time I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention as much, but he kind of like inspired the that scruffy like full on. Hipster, as ABC News put it, puts it, uh, kind of appearance that even had a num- that that created a number of uh, think pieces and fake Twitter accounts and even fashion essays on how to get the quote the Travago guy look, hmm. which I didn't know. I thought that was very funny, but um, anyway, uh, well, you know, hopefully he'll uh, behave from now on, yeah. and we'll see him back on TV soon. <laughs> One, one more worst, worst of the week, because I saw this on Reddit the other day. It was an article, uh, and the title was something like, it was advocating in order to change, like, get, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking out on the word, like, atmosphere, and like, o- like CO2. The ozone? No, like, but the whole thing, like, climate. Climate change? Not climate change, but there's a better, ecology. Yeah, in order, there's a better word for it. Not global warming. Not global warming. Not atmosphere? I don't know what you're Anyways, I'll think about it. But yeah, in order, like, another way to like really fight climate change and get all the like, you know, the the countries on board and to really change it is for rebellion. <laughs> and, right. and, like, there are literally people just like on like the comments like yes, yes. And I was like, have fun with that. Let's do it. Pretty sure that will mess up uh, the global atmosphere like even worse because you'll you'll have the war machine pumping out stuff again. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's test it. Let's find out. Let's you test it in France first. They have a long history of rebellions. They, they are do. very... I don't know if they're good at them. No, well, here's the thing. Well, and and I'll, I'll credit this joke to John Cleese. Uh, why does France have so many civil wars so they can win one now and again? Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, they're, they're great at rebellion, just terrible at government, I guess. They're terrible at everything. They're really bad most, at a lot of things. Everything. Except for wines. 
Wines. Wines and food and being really just pretentious pricks. Yeah. yeah. They're great at being pretentious pricks. Yeah. For yeah. people that have been, you know, run over by Germany who knows how many times at this point. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just end it there, insulting France. woo To our French viewers we have. Oh, wait, no. They just <laughs> lose Notre Dame. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I'm so sorry, France. Oh, sorry, not sorry, 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 not sorry. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great week, folks. Carpe Noctum. Yay! Carpe Noctum is a production by Amateurs, hosted by Dylan Shoup and Dylan Kiever. Quick thanks to BenSound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.